Well, welcome, ladies. Uh, my name is Alex. What a joy to be with you today. And uh, we have another chance to declare the goodness and the faithfulness of our God together. So we're going to do that as we sing. And I want to invite you, wherever you're at, to lift your voice with us as we sing these songs of praise. And would they be more than songs, but would they be prayers that flow from the depths of our hearts? Let's sing about our God. Water you turn. Water you turn into wine. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. There's none like you. Into the darkness you shine. Out of the ashes we rise. No one like you is none like you. So we sing, Our God is greater. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer. Awesome in power. Our God. Our God, why do you turn? darkness he's shining into the darkness you shine out of the ashes we rise there's no one like you there's no one like you none like you cause our God is greater our God is greater our God is stronger God you are higher than
wash away what can wash away my sin you say nothing but the blood of jesus what can make me whole again nothing but the blood of jesus let's sing oh precious oh precious is the This I see for my part in this I see nothing but the blood of Jesus for my cleansing this my plea nothing but the blood of Jesus Oh precious is the flow Oh precious is the flow for sin atone and nothing can for sin atone nothing but the blood of Jesus not of good that I have done nothing but the blood of Jesus this is all my hope this is all my hope and peace nothing but the blood of Jesus, this is all my righteousness, nothing but the blood of Jesus, oh precious is the flow, oh precious is the face 
shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Sing one more time with us. for you. 
It is so good to be back together. I cannot believe it's fall and we're kicking off Bible study for the year. Um, I'm just excited to be here. If you are joining us for the first time, welcome. This is how we are doing Bible study in this session. Uh, we're going to be online. All the teachings will be online and you will watch them before you meet with your women's Bible study group. So thanks for being with here, us, <laughs> being with here with us today. You know what I mean. You're here, and we're all getting through it. It's COVID brain. Um, so excited that you're here. I have a few announcements for us to kick off. We haven't been together for a while, so I kind of have a lot of announcements. So bear with me. I just want to update you on everything that's happening in our ministry. Uh, the first thing is we had our women's book pickup this last week. Uh, if you were able to attend, awesome. We got to see so many faces. Pray for you guys. Thanks for coming out. It's so good to see you. Uh, if you were unable to make it to the WBS book pickup and prayer, we want to offer you another time to get books. Uh, so Renee Vire, our amazing admin assistant, she is going to open up the office at Christian Assembly Church, which is 2401 Colorado Boulevard. She's going to be available in the office on two different times. One is Tuesday, September 8th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Uh, the other time is going to be Monday, September 14th from 4 to 6 p.m. So if you're watching this, you're thinking, oh my gosh, those books are so cute. I want one. You can come to the office and pick them up. Um, if those times don't work for you, we have all of our resources available online. You can download a copy of this and access it at any point. Um, so that's my first announcement. My second announcement is normally during women's Bible study, we take an offering and it's just an opportunity for people who want to donate to donate. I want to make super clear that this is a free ministry. There is absolutely no obligation to give at all. So if you're interested in giving, that's awesome. Uh, we ask that you'd make all checks payable to Christian Assembly Church and put women's Bible study in the memo. And you can mail those to the church office or the address that's on your screen. So for those of you that want to give, thank you so much. But please feel no obligation. This is our gift to you. And we're just excited that you're here reading God's word. Um, we have exciting programs coming up this fall. CA Moms is back. Uh, they're launching. They will be meeting Tuesday in person at 7.30 p.m. in the church park if you're interested. Or there will be an online option available on Zoom on Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. So if you're interested in that, you can check that out online and sign up today. Uh, we also have a new program that we're starting with the CA Women's Pastors. Jill Rhodes, myself, and Lindsay Schramm are doing something called Disciple Makers this year. Uh, we're going to meet the 
third Wednesday of every month, starting in September, going through May. So there's nine meetings total. It's going to be an online gathering, exploring the topic, how do we act as disciples who make disciples? What does the missional call on our lives look like? It's a chance to be equipped, uh, a chance to grow in your leadership skills. It's just an open invitation for anyone who wants to learn about making disciples in this season. So you can register for that online too. Start September 16th. Uh, And last but not least, we have a new Facebook page. So for those of you that speak Facebook, I don't. I had to learn this. There's something called a group. And then there's something called a page. So we launched our new Women at CA Facebook page really with you in mind. We wanted a place where we could put everything that's happening in the ministry keep you up to date on stuff, give you easy links to register for CMOMs, disciple makers. Uh, We'll post clips every week of all the talks that happen in women's Bible study. It's really just a place for you to get any information you need. So you can follow us, you can like us, you can do whatever you do on social media, but know that that's out there and available to you if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening. Uh, And last but not least, actually I already said that, but there's one more thing I want to share. We have a Christian Assembly Women's app. I don't know if you knew that, but if you're someone like me that likes to go for a walk and listen to podcasts, you can get all the women's Bible study talks available to you on the CA Women's app. It's just called CA Women or Christian Assembly Women. Uh, It's free to download. Just another resource for you. So that's all the announcements I have today. Um, Will you join me in prayer before we kick off the book of Acts? Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, it's good to be here today, God. It's good to get back in the rhythm of gathering around your word. And it's good to be in the presence of the Holy Spirit and to be reminded of his power. So Lord, I pray for every single woman watching right now, Lord, I pray that she would feel your touch and that she would feel your anointing as we study the book of Acts, Father. I pray that you'd speak through me today. I pray you'd speak through your word to reveal more and more of who you are, God. We need a savior and we need hope in this season and you are both. And so we cling to you, Father. We praise you for who you are and we invite you into this series now. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. All right, guys, we're diving in. So if you have your books, you will see that there are two scriptures for today. If you don't, you can follow along with me, um, and they'll also be posted in the video. So I want to start by talking about why the book of Acts. Um, I love how God does this. He always goes ahead of us and prepares a way. And I remember last session, we were going through the book of Exodus and I love the book of Exodus, but all I could think was, oh, okay, cool. We're doing the book of Exodus. And then as we studied more and more, it felt so, so relevant to what we were going through as a country, as a nation, uh, just this concept of being delivered out of something. And it felt like it fit the theme. So when I found out that we didn't have anything slated for this upcoming year, I started praying and asking the Lord, Lord, what do you have uh, for the women at CA in this season? And the Lord, back in January, before anything in the pandemic happened, the Lord put on my heart the book of Acts. And I love the book of Acts, but I didn't think too much into it. I thought, okay, well, pray about it. We'll see if it works. And now that we are studying the book of Acts, I feel like there could be no better book for this season. Uh, we, as a, cl- as a culture, as a church community, have never looked so much like the first church. The early churches we're going to explore in this book uh, started with a movement. They started gathering in homes and small groups, getting together around God's word. And in a season where we don't have corporate worship, we don't have corporate meetings the way we used to, uh, we still meet. We are still the church. So answering the question in the season, what does it mean to be the church? 
and how do we become the church that God created us to be? Uh, these are questions we're going to explore in the book of Acts. So I'm excited to dive in with you. I think that God has a lot to teach us in this season. Um, and so I'm just excited that you're along for the journey. So this is kind of our introduction. I'm going to give a little bit of an overview, big picture where we're going. We're going to cover some things like who's the author, uh, why why Luke, why this book, um, and then we're going to get into a few things I want to encourage you in. So uh, to start off, why the book of Acts? Um, because it's a book to learn about who Jesus is and the power of how he wants his church to be. Um, we are going to be talking about who the author is, and the author uh, is actually Luke. Luke, the writer of the gospel Luke wrote the book of Acts. And what we know about Luke is that he was super smart. He was an educated man. He was a physician. Um, he had a sense, a historian's touch, someone said, that he was really good at accounting for detail. Now, some of you may not know this. Luke is the only Gentile writer in the Bible, which means Luke is the only person to write holy scriptures that was not a Jew. Um, so if any of you are feeling like you're on the outside, thinking that I don't belong in this group, I imagine that Luke felt like that as the only author who was Gentile and not Jewish. Um, but God used Luke in amazing ways. Luke wrote more of the New Testament than any other writer of the New Testament, and he has a story to tell. Um, and so as we read on in this, we're going to figure out that Luke is a detail man. Luke was all about recording every single thing that happened as it happened so that in the years to come, where we are right now, you and I could enter this text and have a true sense of what happened, what Jesus did, what the ex disciples experienced, what they saw, what they felt. Uh, Luke has the ability to paint a picture and allow us to enter it. Um, and what I want to explore today is this concept of the bridge. The title of the talk today is Jesus the Sequel. And the reality is Jesus is the main character of the story, of the entire book of the Bible, but especially in the book of Luke to Acts, Luke carries the theme that Jesus is the central figure. Uh, so we're going to see kind of bridge language that we're going to explore, and we're going to study together why that matters, that two books become one. What was Luke's point in writing two different accounts? Uh, we're going to explore that today. So what I want to start us off with is I want to start us off by reading the text. And I'm going to give I'm going to give a little more context to the scripture than was printed in your book just so we can kind of wrap our heads around where Luke is at when he's talking about this. So I'm going to start us off today in Luke 24 and verse 36. So what happened is we are going to jump into the gospel of Luke right on Easter Sunday. So everything I read is going to happen on Easter, on the actual third day after Jesus died, and where the disciples are unsure of what's happening. So join me um, as, as we read along. We're going to start in verse 36. It says, while they were still talking about this, they're referencing the road to Emmaus when Jesus walked along and revealed himself to Simon. They're talking about what happened. Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, why are you troubled? And why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe it, because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. 
everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. So Jesus revealing himself to them, reminding them that this is to fulfill scripture. Verse 45, then Jesus opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He said to them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in the name, in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Verse 50, when he had led them out of the vicinity to Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. So what we see in Luke's first account, this is how he closes the gospel. He closes it on Easter Sunday, showing the world, telling all of history to follow this, that Jesus Christ appeared to the disciples in the flesh. Jesus had promised that he would rise again in three days. And in this turmoil of his death, of his crucifixion, his disciples, the whole world wondered what would happen. And here Jesus comes back on Sunday, which is what we now celebrate as Easter Sunday. And he shows them, he says, look at my hands, look at my feet. It is I, I am risen. Now, we're going to study this more as we go throughout the series, but the resurrection of Jesus is one of the most powerful points of Acts because all that happens in the church, all that happens through the apostles' journey, everything hinges on the reality that Jesus Christ resurrected. So we start there in Luke. Um, and you can just imagine, I think like if any filmmaker was going to make a video of this, and I know that there's been lots of videos, can't you just see the dramatic cliffhanger ending that they're not sure what's going to happen? They're talking, they're not sure if he's real. All of a sudden he comes on the scene, they're talking with him, they're so excited, and then right before their eyes, he's blessing them and he just goes right up into heaven. Um, I watch a lot of TV. I love a lot of shows, but Jane the Virgin's one of them, and it's like a telenovela, and it always leaves you with a cliffhanger. So they give this dun 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 duh, and you don't know what's going to happen next, so you have to watch the next one. So I feel like Luke is doing us a service and leaving us with a cliffhanger. Jesus shows up, he's alive, and then he goes back to heaven, and that's where the book of Luke closes. So they're all sitting there thinking, Jesus is alive and now he's in heaven. So when we're going to jump now to Acts 1, uh, this is Luke continuing the story. So Jesus resurrects, and now Luke is continuing on the journey in the book of Acts. We're going to explore the first two verses today, uh, and then I want to give you some points of things that I took away from the text. So uh, reading Acts 1, just verses 1 and 2. So remember, Jesus was taken up. Now he starts the book of Acts. He says, in my former book, Theophilus, the Gospel of Luke, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach. Notice that it said began. Didn't say did, past tense, began. It's a continuing work. Two, until the day he was taken up to heaven. So afterwards, giving instruction through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. So he wrote about everything Jesus did, and then he gave the Holy Spirit, and Luke's going to write about everything that the Holy Spirit did through the apostles. It's a beautiful picture. Um, so what I want to explore today is there's three main bridges I see in these two texts that I want us to kind of cement and concrete in what we're going to study in the book of Acts. The first one is the bridge or the transition from Jesus's ministry in the book of Luke uh, 
to the apostles' ministry in the book of Acts. This is where you and I come to play. So Jesus lived his whole life, did miracles, gathered people around himself, forgave sins, baptized. Then he was taken up. But the story didn't end there. Jesus transferred his ministry over to the apostles. And what we're going to study in the book of Acts is this concept of reality is that Jesus chose ordinary, normal men to carry on his life's work, to carry out the mission of forming God's people who he calls his church. So there's a pass off here from everything Jesus did in Luke to everything that happened because of what Jesus did in the book of Acts. And the book of Acts is an unfolding story. The book of Acts documents everything in human history that happened after Jesus. And so while we're only going to read this book that's written in the Bible, the story carries on with your and my life. We are apostles who are acting in the, po- in the power of the Holy Spirit, carrying on the mission that Jesus left us. So we see that one of the main bridges, Jesus's ministry to the apostles' ministry. The second bridge that we see is this transition from the Old Covenant to the New Covenant. So if you'll remember, if you've journeyed with us in the book of Exodus, you'll remember that on Mount Sinai, God gave Moses the covenant that he would be their their God and they would be his people if they obeyed his laws and commands. So Moses and God made a contract. God said, this is the covenant. Um, you'll be my people. You'll obey my laws. I will provide a temple for you, and you will do animal sacrifices for me to atone or forgive your sins. And that was the covenant that was set up in the Old Testament, that Israel would be God's people, and they would the world would know that by Israel following all the laws that God had laid out for them. Well, now here we see the new covenant it, through John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Here Jesus starts the new covenant that all who believe in him are able to receive forgiveness and be God's people. No longer is the covenant based on human effort or biological genes. It was only Israel that could be his people and they had to follow rules. Now the new covenant is that anybody who believes in the name of Jesus, who receives his forgiveness and repents of their sins, they are welcome to be God's people, to be God's children. And so in the book of Acts, we will see the new covenant being played out where not only Jews are welcomed into the story of God, but Gentiles and people of different tribes, tongues, and nations are now invited to the new covenant to be God's people. And then the last transition that we'll see in this book is Israel to the church. So all the Old Testament, Israel is God's chosen people and he protects them like a father. He wipes out other tribes that come against them. They are his consecrated holy people. And what we see in the New Testament in the book of Acts is God begins to form his church and no longer is it just Israel that God loves. Now the invitation extends to the entire world. And the book of Acts, we'll see, is when the church expands and new people start to come into the fold and everybody is welcome. So these are the big transitional movements that we'll see in Acts that kind of leave us where we were in Exodus, now we're heading into Acts. Um, So Luke is the story of what Jesus did and Acts is the story of everything that happened because of what Jesus did. 
which is amazing. Uh, one point I want to make about the, the text in Acts is, as you'll see, it's addressed to Theophilus. Now, a lot of commentaries will say different things about Theophilus. Some believe that he was a government official. Uh, some believe he was a highly ranked officer. I read a commentary that he believed um, that he was Luke's master and Luke worked for him. Uh, scripture doesn't know for sure who Theophilus was, but what the name Theophilus means is lover of God. And so some commentaries have gone as far as to say that Luke, in his perspective, being the writer, wrote this to the future church, to all those who love God, to all those who believe in him, a part of opening the new covenant to everyone, to anyone who loves God, this story is for you. So I don't, we don't know which one's right, but I want to invite you to see yourself as being invited into the story, that this letter, this book is written for you to know the truth of what happened. Um, and so I love, I love the concept of thinking of Luke writing us a love letter. In the 21st century, here we are, uh, we're experiencing COVID, we're experiencing an upcoming political election, and that letter that he wrote is still relevant to us today. It's still an invitation to all those who will call in the name of Jesus. Uh, that's you and I, which is very exciting. Um, so there's three things that I believe the book of Acts uh, directs us to and points us to that I want us to focus on as we move into the rest of the, t of the series. Uh, one, uh, Jesus is the foundation of the church. And because of that, Jesus is invited to be the foundation of our lives. Um, some of you who grew up in Sunday school remember the song, the wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. Um, this is what Luke's doing. In the gospel of Luke, he lays the foundation for Jesus's ministry. In the book of Acts, everything is based on the truth that Jesus Christ is who he says he is. And because of that, his power can go forth. So one, that Jesus is the foundation of the church and therefore can be the foundation for our lives. Uh, the second thing I want you to know about the book of Acts is this is an open invitation for you and I to be part of the story. The sequel of Jesus is a time where everybody is welcome at the table and everybody has a role to play. So no longer is this ancient history, the apostles back then, the disciples. It's Jesus and you and me now acting on what his hope was for the world to be his people, to be the church, to be people who preach good news that there is forgiveness and there is salvation and there is hope and that there is a way. So that's the role that you and I get to play. With Christ as a foundation and us as his people, we build the church together and we open it for anybody who wants to come in. And the last thing is that in this role, where God is the foundation, we are the church, God gives us his power to be his witnesses. You'll see again and again in the book of Acts, the things, the miracles, the healings, uh, the preaching that they do, none of this is based on who the apostles are. It's all based on God's power moving through them, through the Holy Spirit, which is another invitation for us uh, to be vessels of God's workmanship. We're his ambassadors. Uh, we are the people that he's chosen to use to bring goodness the world, uh, which is exciting. Um, so there's two things that I am praying for us as we study the book of Acts, uh, and I want you to be praying them with me. One, I want to pray that every person that reads the book of Acts 
has a new reverence and focus on the power of the resurrection. Um, everything Luke writes about uh, basically comes back to this point that if Jesus Christ did not rise from the dead, that means that he is not who he says he is. He's not the son of God. It means he does not have the power uh, to forgive people, to bring people to salvation, to raise life from death. But if Jesus raised from the dead, then everything he says is true. Everything in God's kingdom that he talked about is suddenly a reality and it's available to us. So the resurrection is what our faith is based on. And you're going to see results of it. You're going to see tangible proofs. Uh, Luke, as a historian, is going to record every little thing that happened to show you Jesus Christ was dead Now he is alive and he is alive and available to all of us. So that's the first thing I want to pray that wherever you are in your walk with Christ, that you see the reality that Jesus is alive. He's on the throne and he's still God. Uh, So that's the first thing I pray that you see. And the second thing that I pray you see in this series, I pray that you would be open uh, to the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Uh, this book is a book about power. It's about people being able to do things that they can't through the Holy Spirit in them. And I have this sense as I've been praying for us that there are people that God wants to touch through the power of his Holy Spirit in this time. There's some of you that have been praying for healing. Uh, there's some of you that have been praying, as Paul says, eagerly desire the spiritual gifts such as prophecy. Uh, there's some of you who have been praying for these things. And I want to encourage you and pray for you that your heart would be open to receive the promised gift of the Holy Spirit that you're going to see about all through the book of Acts. Because the reality is, is that same spirit that we're going to see in the book is the same spirit that's available to you and I. Uh, And we can't be God's church without his power. We can try in our humanness, uh, but we're not going to get very far. And so I believe that God has us in the book of Acts in this season to learn more about who his Holy Spirit is and the power that you and I have access to. Um, And so I want to pray for us. I want to pray that you and I are in reverence and awe that the God of the universe would come down for us and that he would experience death, that he would take on all of our sins and that he would resurrect back to heaven, inviting us to have new life in him, inviting us for a clean slate, inviting him to be our Lord and for us to be his servants, his people on mission while he's up in heaven. C.S. Lewis has a quote once that's always stuck with me. Uh, And C.S. Lewis was talking about prayer. And he said, so often people use prayer like an intercom system. Like they push up and they're like, hey, God, uh, I need a little more money in my bank. Or, hey, God, my my kids are kind of going crazy. Can you calm them down? Or, hey, God, I I really need need a new job. This one's killing me. Could you you send an open door? But C.S. Lewis went on to say that prayer is not an intercom. Prayer is like walkie-talkies, where Jesus is the general and we're in the battlefield, and we have constant back-and-forth communication with him because of the Holy Spirit. So I want to encourage you, be talking with Jesus in this season. Ask him questions. Ask him to speak to you. Let him know what you need and listen for what he says. Uh, You're going to find in your guide every week, there's going to be a a time for you to sit with the Holy Spirit and listen to what he says. And I want to encourage you 
take advantage of that opportunity. Sit with him. Be still. Practice what it's like to hear God's voice. Um, We're all in the process of learning how to discern God's voice. And so we test it by the word of God. So if you hear something uh, that contradicts God's word, uh, we're going to say you can wash it away, wipe it away. But I want you to experiment. This is experiment. You don't have to be perfect. No one's judging you on this. I want you to experience sitting with the Holy Spirit and practicing talking walkie-talkie style to God. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Ask him questions. Tell him things about yourselves. Tell him the, what's on your heart. And have a moment every week where you listen for his voice. I think that's one of the big invitations in this book of Acts. So I'm excited to dive in. Uh, this time around, we're going to do a team teaching style. So I won't be teaching um, all the lessons in the book of Acts. You'll get to hear from uh, Pastor Jill. You'll get to hear from Kathy Christopher. And we also have Sandy Shop, who is the leader of our multi-ethnic learning community. She'll be sharing with us as well. So every week you can look forward to hearing a different voice and a different perspective. Um, But what I want to encourage you in is that the book of Acts is for you. It's available. And now is the time to be in God's word together. So let me pray for us. uh, And then I pray that you have a great group meeting with your new people, with your, whether you've been together for 10 years or this is a new community. I just want to pray blessings that as you gather, either online or in person, uh, that you experience the power of the Holy Spirit through one another. So let me pray for you. Uh, Father, thank you so much for the book of Acts. Thank you for the foundation that you laid. Uh, by sending your son, Jesus Christ, who lived out his ministry, Father. Uh, And then he handed it over to his believers to carry on. And Father, that's a large responsibility that we feel honored and privileged to be a part of. And so we pray uh, that we would have holy reverence for you in this season. We pray we would experience the power of your resurrection. And I pray, God, for each woman that's studying the book of Acts, that she would experience the truth and power of the Holy Spirit in her life through this study. So Lord, we invite you here. Have your way in us. Would this Bible study bring us closer to you and your truth, and would you be glorified in it? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining, guys. Enjoy your first women's Bible study group this week.